everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast and happy Halloween. <laughs> Hallmark has forgotten about Halloween and fall in general. They skipped over it. And so we thought it would be fun as a special uh, surprise, I guess, podcast. <laughs> Not that you don't have enough podcasts to listen to, but it would be fun to do something for Halloween. And actually, if you're watching the video version, you can see the our amazing costumes <laughs> yours had, has a little bit more effort <laughs> here we wanted to find out where's waldo and here she is oh, right there right there yeah, at the marquis podcast that's where it's where they are so you want to check out the video of this one it's pretty fun and yeah, i just have bats coming out of my head yeah fly bats fly <laughs> Yes. So this is our October episode of On Friendship, which I have been so pleased with the response to these episodes. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I'm not trying to get fired. No, just kidding. (laughs) Well, I mean, because they're not explicitly about love and they're really long. We always go really long. So sorry. No, it's my fault as well. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we just have a really good time and if you don't yeah. understand what we're talking about if you're new to the podcast every month since june me rachel and dr lisa lucas uh, yes have done a special episode on friendship where we look at a hallmark movie or hallmark like movie mm-hmm. from the from the lens of friendship and yes. it's 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 been they've always done some of the best of the whole month which is really pretty impressive <laughs> hey i'm not surprised because friendship matters yes, that's right it's like the my little ponies friendship. friendship is magic <laughs> exactly that's right so i'm not surprised thank you listeners <laughs> yes. so i admit this one isn't that much about friendship it's a little I thought it was cute it was fine <laughs> but i like it so much and I think there's enough stuff to talk about and it's really Halloween-y. And so I just thought it would be a fun one for us to talk about. We are talking about the film October Kiss. And uh, (laughs) so this one came out in 2015 Mm -hmm. and it stars Ashley Williams, Sam Jager Mm -hmm. in in the the two lead roles. And then uh, you have Miranda Frigone as... Uh, sort of the other woman character mm-hmm. and what do, what was your overall thoughts about this movie well and i think it's important as a reminder as we go into this movie that i am someone who grew up on lifetime <laughs> i grew up in the sketchy <laughs> the cautionary sketchy, tales the cautionary thank you cautionary tales but my mom loves hallmark and so i've watched with her and ever since I started uh, guesting on Hallmarkies podcast, I'll watch a movie and be like, wow, that made me feel better. <laughs> Maybe there's too much stress in the world. And I'm really starting to become a fan. <laughs> yes. and, and I really enjoyed October Kiss. I thought the cast was great. I thought the lead, you know how they call from New Girl, they call her a darkable. Yeah. That's what the vibes I got from the lead woman in this movie. I love Sam Yeager, Jager, whatever his name is, from um, Parenthood. And so I was all on board from the beginning. So yeah. good pick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I really like this one. I think that Ashley Williams is just so cute in this movie. She's precious. <laughs> Absolutely. A sweet baby. She's so precious. I just I was like, how has she not found her dreams yet? How is she not connected with like another human being yet? I was I was surprised. But She's then please. The kind of person that in real life would probably super irritate me. <laughs> like find something to do with your life go away like she's too but (laughs) in in this movie she is so cute and so i mean how anybody could not just be completely won over by her i mean she won over the kids first off yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think she might even won over the other woman i don't know we'll talk about it Yeah, and this is one of my favorite sort of Hallmark tropes. Is this the idea of sort of 
the the uh, the the lonely widower who yeah. needs help with his kids. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know how to do it myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is written by a woman named Mackenzie Austin, and she has done two films for Hallmark. And the second one was from earlier this year uh, in uh, the Winterfest called uh, Winter Love Story. Mm. Despite that very boring name, it was the title. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was yeah. funny. Yeah. I was gonna say Mackenzie did all the good with October Kiss. I might have to go check yeah. out this other one. Yeah. It was pretty cute. It had Jen Lilly in it and Kevin McGarry, and it was it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm sure some of the publishing aspects are ins- ridiculous, but but I, I I liked it. I thought it was pretty yep. cute. And I also normally kind of hate the uh, the trope of uh, the the over the workaholic dad who mm-hmm. has to leave the meeting in order <laughs> to you know spend time with his kids. I don't really hate that trope. Like yeah. like yeah, Mary Poppins did it, and nobody yeah. else has done it well. <laughs> well, the thing about it is like. Who's scheduling meetings on Halloween? Anyone with children. <laughs> right. Like that assumes that like mothers are the only caregivers that are going to be in the house and right. ones that take care That's of true. that holiday. And it's like, no, like if I, it doesn't matter what parent I am. I want to be, I would want to be there to see my kids dressed up. Like how fun is that? And yeah. so, and I mean, me and my brothers had some pretty dumb outfits and we had some good ones, you know, but I feel like my, I don't feel like my dad missed many things. And so, yeah, I don't like that, but I, mean, I had, my dad worked from home. So it's, it was a very different situation, Yeah, but even then, I know it just usually comes off as really phony because kids, kids understand like dad has to work. He has a job and, and especially the ones where it's like, in the middle of the meeting but again why is the big meeting on halloween schedule it the day before (laughs) no one's doing anything on devil's night let's go (laughs) or even have it at like 4 30 yeah why does it have to be when everyone's trick-or-treating like (laughs) i just that's that's the thing i'm like you're in charge of schedules people you can make changes it's okay right yeah i mean this so that's saying a lot that's that's normally a trope i just usually fall so flat for me but i still like this movie i still works for me i think it's so cute so let's talk about it (laughs) it. i'm ready okay good (laughs) so what did you think about her just the worst yoga person (laughs) in the world I just like how she's like to the woman who's like, you know, basically you're doing it wrong. And she's like, do you want to (laughs) teach? She has no problem admitting when she's not good at something and is going to lift up other when they are good at it. But she is absolutely the worst person to teach yoga. Like I was, (laughs) it was painful. And, but it was like immediately again, adorable, you know, it's like the adorable and dork, you know, together. And I think that um, she, that's what all of her jobs have been. And, and it's like, I don't think she knows what she wants to do in life. Like she can't figure it out. And people make a real fine living doing yoga, but she's not one of those people. <laughs> one of those people. I mean, it, but in also sort of, and you know, they have to sort of set this up that she's just the worst at making pizza. She's the worst at doing yoga, <laughs> but like, I feel, I feel a little like just study, you know, she seemed to know the moves well enough, but she didn't know the names or the, how to, you know, it's like, don't you have to take, who hired this woman to teach the yoga classes? That's what I wondered. I just feel like she's a really nice person. And I think that she probably has friends and her sisters obviously looking out for her. So this uh, guy she ends up going to work for is someone she knows through her sister or she got the job through her sister. So I feel like her life has been nothing but favors from other people. I think that's true. And it's like, and, but the thing about it is she's the kind of person who, or at least how they present her, she can to anything more than a very certain amount of time like they set that up pretty standard that she it, when she does something it lasts like a couple days mm-hmm. maybe a couple hours yeah and so maybe and why why is that the case has she just not found what she wanted to do is she afraid of failure is she a perfectionist is she 
I mean, I don't think we went into the background of that. I feel like what she found was the space that she needed to be in and what she was good at. But I think that, well, what do you think it took her? 37 years? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say I think she would super irritate me in real life. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my gosh, lady. Well, it's even like someone, like, you know, there's jobs that people hold. Like, I mean, you couldn't even figure out. Well, I don't even want to say that because I can't do yoga. So it's not like I, I think it's an easy job, but you're right. Like she could study, she could practice, she could <laughs> yeah. do kids yeah. yoga. I mean, there's a perfect thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think she's expecting, she even says, you know, I haven't found the thing I'm really good at, mm-hmm. but I don't think that anybody is really good at anything without a certain degree of sort of work and a learning curve kind of involved. Uh, And she obviously finds out that she is meant to basically be a mother. I feel like that's sort of her. She she can win over her nephews. She's sort of a child whisperer. And to be honest, I think she would have found this out way long, but like, you know, that would have happened years ago i feel like mm-hmm. you know that she would have started babysitting when she was 13 and then just never stopped <laughs> yeah well and it's it is kind of sad to me when like i have never been the most like maternal like just no. with one of those people that's just dying to have children like if that were to happen uh i mean i'm nearing the finish line of when it could happen but like if it were to happen that finish line <laughs> yeah <laughs> then that would be great and i would yeah. you know i think i could do it but it's not been it's not something that i felt like i was meant to do uh yeah. something that and i do feel genuinely really bad for for women that, that they have that in their heart and that's what they feel like they should be doing and, and it's do just it, yeah. not happened and and yeah. i kind of feel there's one per- person in particular that i'm thinking of that in my life who has tried a bunch of different jobs she's mm-hmm. even gone to college a bunch of different things she's never found anything that really stuck yeah and i think because in reality she just wanted to be a mom that's where yeah. sure her heart was but she never got that opportunity for a variety of reasons and yeah and i feel bad it's that's hard <laughs> yeah because it's like you know a lot of times people they might find their mate and then have children and it's you know before you have all the different paths that you go down trying to figure out who you are, what you want to do, or those sorts of things, because you found the thing that you're looking for. And much like in life, all our paths are different. It takes us longer to find what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like as good as she was at getting kids to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Pay attention. Yeah. get it together. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive that I think she would have found it a little bit sooner, but it's also, it's the story and, and I think that one of the things, though, is that maybe she didn't discover it right away because it's maybe she's not exactly a baby whisperer. Maybe she's more of a tween whisperer, <laughs> like maybe. toddlers to tween. <laughs> very rare, rare, rare find. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking very like, lucky. The, the, like the, the kindergarten to second grade lockdown, <laughs> right? I mean, I kind of feel like at this point, it's more likely than not if I am to get married. Mr. Sunshine, if you're out there, I'm yeah. available. But <laughs> but if if I were to get married, then I think that it's more likely that I would marry someone with children. Yeah. And so yeah. I hope. I mean, that's, I have- like, that's something to consider, though, too, is that, you know, as people age or they go through life and they have experiences that there are people who... Uh, paths have not taken them in that same direction yet and then it might be someone else's another path in the same mm-hmm. maybe a, a, a loop around so to speak and and you catch up so yeah it's I think that is very possible like if that I think I'm in the same boat as you and maybe that was the case for her is that she's never found anyone and so this is this is her time I mean, I'm and surprised she never time. considered becoming a teacher. That seems very natural for her. You have to commit to like a whole <laughs> academic year. That's true. Some places go year round, don't they? I don't know. They're on balanced year schedules. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
I don't have kids, so I don't, but I'm assuming, <laughs> I mean, I'm a teacher, so I, uh, but at college level, so I do have right. to commit to at least like September to May. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I sh- you know what she would be great at is like teaching the music section or something. Yes. You know what I mean? How sometimes there's people in schools who aren't actually like teachers, teachers, some, yeah. obviously there's some music teachers who are, but there's some who are kind of just visiting I don't know. <laughs> no it's like it's something like um people who do other things for for children like some level of like the level of connection like I think yeah. she would be good like in the I like guess a nanny is maybe perfect position. yeah, yeah well I'm like her. thinking in school like yeah I think she'd be really creative like maybe she comes in and does like the theater show with kids um but certainly there are people I mean arts are always the first to get cut. So it's like mm-hmm. those people probably would have full-time positions if we didn't cut art and music first. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's a hill I'll die on. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, teachers. Uh, yes. Teachers, teachers rock. rock. Um, and I, oh, I just remember having so much, I mean, Halloween in general is just the best thing ever for kids. It's. Oh gosh. Yes. Unbelievable. Like, have you ever, have you ever heard the Jerry Seinfeld thing about how kids in Halloween? No, tell me. It's the most hilarious. I love it. He's like, do you remember when he first heard about it? Everyone that we know is just giving out candy. (laughs) He's like, I got to be a part of this. Yeah, seriously. And I mean, I look young. Can if I go in a costume, maybe someone will give me candy this year. (laughs) And here's the thing. I don't pass out candy. Sorry, kids. Um, If you're listening with your teacher moms or dads, I'm not bad. I have a little bit, but I don't get that many. I don't get very many people. Because it's a gated community, so we don't get that many. Well, I also, when I moved into this, I I lived in an apartment complex before, and you're not going to get kids unless they plan something specifically. (laughs) But now that I'm in a house, well, the first year I was here, I had a deadline. And then the next year, I think there was something else that was due. And so it's just like, I end up sitting in the back of the house with all my lights off in the front. So people don't, they don't come knock on my door and I feel like the worst. <laughs> Cause all the kids are trying to do is get, get candy. And the thing about it is when I first started like trick or treating, I like the classic orange Halloween oh. tub, like that looks like the pumpkin. But when we upgraded to our pillowcases, oh, yeah, watch yeah. Out, we were coming for all the candy me we and totally did the pillowcase and we would dump out the the candy and sort it <laughs> and it was the best thing ever like i absolutely loved halloween Which, again it's, brings it back to this movie why are you having anything on halloween <laughs> because if you're parents of those kids you know you're ransacking all that candy and pulling out your favorites yeah for you're sure like, I don't know that's what true what what is the best uh, Halloween candy. candy. I mean, Kit, uh, Kit Kat for me is always like it's a good go-to. Um, I, I'm I'm a Reese's girl myself because mm-hmm. I love chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kit Kat isn't definitely my top five yeah. for sure. I, I just know that I didn't like, and no offense to anyone who does this, because I, I will eat them every day now. But I was not happy to get pennies or raisins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Raisins. I like Three Musketeers a lot. Yeah, Um, now there's supposedly people are giving away little like bags of carrots and stuff. I'm like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I mean, that's probably what I could use in my life now as an adult. But as a kid, this is the time to get the sugar. Yeah, that's right. She is no joke. You will go to my friend's house and she she hands out full candy bars. And the kids are always like, oh my God. I can have a whole candy bar. It's like, yeah, that's the that's lady on the block. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, so she decides to make these uh, business cards say temporarily <laughs> for you business card. Cause she's, nothing, she can't commit to anything. Yeah. So she's yeah. just basically like a temp, but whatever for her career. <laughs> she's a temp. <laughs> she's a temp at anything and everything. Yes. And so her sister recommends her as a nanny Mm -hmm. for this guy that she knows from church or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I can't remember how they met, but anyway, and he is your hot widower and there's nothing better in a Hallmark movie than a hot widower. (laughs) He's he's very attractive. (laughs) 
Because because you're a hot widower, you've got that you've got that uh, that deepness, that that, that intensity. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing is like they've been through they've been through some stuff. Like they've been through yeah. some human experience, and I just started watching. I watched all the episodes I could on CBS, the the new uh, TV show called The Unicorn, and oh. it has a similar promise in the sense that not that there's a nanny that comes in, but he's a widower and, and it's been a year. And so his friends and his daughters are like encouraging him to get back out there. And it's pretty funny. Like his friends are funny and it's like, it's a wholesome, funny show. Um, and it, it stars Walt, Walton Goggins, who has, you, look him up on IMDb. He's done everything mm-hmm. from Quinn Tarantino um, yeah. to Ant-Man. And he's been in everything. Yeah. I mean, he's a fantastic actor and I really enjoy that. But that's the thing is like, that's one of the points they say. They're like, you're like catnip to these women. Cause, and it's like, because it, it, I mean, to me, like there is something about that that's sad that it's like, oh my God, you are the guy that has everything that women are looking for, but you had to go through some human trauma to get there. But I think really what it comes down to is that there is proof that this person has been committed and in a yeah. family and have kids and things like that. And I think that is a lot of that. that well, yeah. Cause it's easier to, to do than him being divorced because that yeah. presents all kinds of conflict and yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so in, we have this whole kind of thing that she says that she's a mermaid and then the kids are like, what? She's not a mermaid, which is funny. The kids hate, well, the oldest daughter yeah. hates her. Hates her. So and Zoe is her name. Right? And Zoe is just mad at her about everything. And mm-hmm. little Zach is afraid of spiders. That's well, kind of little their- Zach is probably also a little afraid of his sister. So he doesn't like her to start off either. <laughs> and I think it's important to point out that they have had who knows how many nannies Right. And and so this this basically has to work essentially. And she comes in and the kids are like not nasty, but like right off the bat, it's it's there's a cold front coming in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not a warm welcome. But and she so part is, of me would be like, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> she is so cute with these kids though she takes them to this festival and then there's those goats and, and zoe gets super mad about the goats because the goat ruined her like chewed on her sweater or something yeah and any tween girl especially is probably gonna <laughs> flip out <laughs> i'd probably be like oh a goat let's play with the goat but we're different uh, and uh and so she tells her sister i've never done this before i'm going to quit and in and then about her niece her nephew she says they have to be nice to me because we're related yeah. and uh and you know she, their sister says i get it kids are a huge commitment even when they aren't yours mm-hmm. but she makes the commitment that she's going to work for them to how through halloween yeah and the sister says, how am I supposed to vicariously live through my sister's dating life if she doesn't have a dating life? <laughs> <laughs> That's totally a sister, which I think what they showcase in this movie, though, although secondary and, and not necessarily an important part overall to the story, but I did think they showcased sort of like sisters being friends. Yeah, and, I, I and do. Like, and her sister like looking out for her and getting these jobs, but her being over there as an aunt and and being involved in in their lives and things like that so they come back and they're like drinking wine at the end of the night and you know i just i i don't i was mm-hmm. like is there a husband in this scenario like <laughs> we never see if she's married or there's a dad or there's another partner or anything else it's like they were like you know what yeah, not important true. we're not even gonna hire someone to stand in for a scene <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so that's true that's, that's important is like that they are really important to each other's life. And mm-hmm. I think her sister wants to see her do well. And so, but also wants to see her date so that she can live vicariously. <laughs> That's the only hint that she's married <laughs> is because she wants to, to sort of jump in and sidecar her sister's romantic relationship, which she doesn't have one. She's temporarily watching kids through October and he's got 
someone else that he works with that he seems to be interested in. So yeah, we'll talk some more about that, but let's talk for a second about this app. This, cause this is a little bit friends ish. So the, the app is called food with friends. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is if you are dining alone, then you can on the app, find other people dining alone and then you're not dining alone anymore. What do you think of this overall concept? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate anything that's going to put connection and inclusion and friendship and the, you know, not rejection um, at the forefront. So I say kudos. However, apps like, I just feel like we're anxious people. (laughs) And, and I don't mind eating alone. And so I think it would make me more nervous to try to find someone on an app to eat with than it would be just to get my food and come home and sit with my cats and dog. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so part of me, but if like you are seeking connection, okay. But I think that there would actually be a lot of standups because people aren't going to go through with it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe... Maybe for younger people, I can see it working a little it's bit better. Tinder. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I had a student once say that she met people on Tinder so that she could get food. So this already exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like... the darndest things from college students. <laughs> also, I, I just don't know, how do you make money off something like this? How is it monetizable? Are people really going to you know, pay so much per month or, or advertisements, maybe food deals. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. There could be food deals. They didn't really run through that. We didn't get a chance to go to the meeting with him (laughs) 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 to, to know what the app was truly about. But here's the thing. I think we live in a world where there are people who can become closer together because of the internet that we can be further apart even when we're face to face or in town or geographically close. So I appreciate all that. And I love when I see stories like you see um, like preschools or in retirement homes or um, elderly homes because you have that connection. There's other groups that make sure that the elderly get out, you know, and what's the meals on wheels. Like there are things that already exist in the world that I, I think would indicate something like that is needed but yeah, maybe I'm giving it a thumbs down because I'm not, not quite, I'm not the target audience. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd rather eat alone. <laughs> like I am more comfortable with strangers than the average person. Yeah. Like I, I've been twice in my life. I've started uh, to go, I've gone to book clubs where I didn't really know anybody, but it was yeah. on meetup.com or it was on whatever. Yeah. And I wanted to be in a book club. So I would just go. And a lot of times people thought, wow, that was really brave of you. But yeah. I don't know. It didn't seem that brave to me and it worked yeah. out great. Uh, so yeah, but I feel like that's different than I just want to eat lunch and peace. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, just don't wanna, yeah. I don't care about having company. Yeah, so maybe it's, but, but it, I mean, something like that, maybe it's something like to celebrate a special day and you're by yourself or yeah. to, I don't know. Maybe like it's a better I mean, app than some holidays. Yeah. Like the other day, uh, we were we were reviewing, talking about a mystery, one of the mystery movies on Hallmark, and yeah. there was this Sleuther app that was the most lazy app I've ever seen. At least it was this- a Google for detectives. Like, yeah, what is this basically it was. It was like a Google detective, and <laughs> it at least this feels like semi plausible. I feel yeah. like. I mean, it's essentially a, a different way to do meetup or bumble yeah. friend or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bring meals to wheels on apps, you know, things like that. So as someone who wants to see um, connection increase because it has such a negative impact on our health, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> and what I would be interested in knowing is, but one of the things is I think that it might come out of the fact that he is a widower right? That mm-hmm. maybe not having someone to eat with, right? And, right. It, and so, but then I'm like, but also if that's the route, it's like, then you're looking maybe for dating apps. <laughs> but, <I don't> know. <laughs> but, but it's got a, a big international buyout as possible. This is taking up so much time. And, uh, and so. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. 
I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the good folks over at Glamour Jewelry Box. And right now you can get $5 off on your first month subscription. Go to GlamourJewelryBox.com. Use code HallmarkEast when you check out. What you can do is find the perfect accessory for your uh, holiday look and you can and really stand out. I think that having that perfect accessory really helps you to complete the outfit, complete the look, get a little bit of style. And what's really cool about Glamour Jewelry Box is every month they send you a necklace, bracelet, and earrings. And uh, and they're, they're cute, they're on trend, but not too trendy. And uh, just really solid little pieces that you'll really enjoy. This would make a great gift for anybody in your family. And uh, you can save $5 off on your first month subscription. Go to GlamourJewelryBox.com. Use code HallmarkUser and check out. You'll love it. And so she takes the kids to go Halloween shopping, costume shopping, and we find out that this this spider fear is very intense. I mean, even a ridiculous kid. costume, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. He's he gets very scared, and you know, it was funny to me. She's like spiders, but no zombies. <laughs> <laughs> zombies he loves well what i love is that like their house hadn't been decorated yet because like the the dad has been so busy and that's something they used to do with their mom Mm -hmm. and so she took them shopping i think without knowing that but was just like trying to find a way to maybe engage with them and connect with them and and kind of get them on her side since they didn't believe she was a mermaid but trying to get her on on their side and then really decorating and having a good time doing it. And so she's building sort of an allyship with these, with these mm. young kids. Um, and then the dad doesn't even notice. And that makes me so mad. How do you, how do you drive in your own? Wouldn't you think it was a different house? They had lights. They had things coming out of the ground. They had like a graveyard section. They had like all this stuff. Yeah. And like it was a lot. Like that it was... was- it could have been inside of the Halloween store they went to. <laughs> yeah, they probably spent three hundred dollars on those uh, on those Which, decorations. Where is she getting that was a lot? From? <laughs> I don't know. It was like your temporary business cards probably were expensive <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was really lame that he didn't notice the and. Worst. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "I'll have more time when I uh, when I get through this presentation." And yeah, that is that's November, bro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Especially if you know that your spouse, uh, who it couldn't have been that long ago that she passed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're not one hundred percent sure. I don't think maybe it says it, but anyway. Especially if you know that Halloween and decorating for Halloween were especially important and something yeah. that your that your past your spouse did then yeah. i think it's especially important that you be very like there as a parent and yeah. very like aware and yeah. maybe notice if there's your whole lawn is taken up by decor. Yeah. I mean, he could have totally, I mean, there was so much of the stuff, but on, like in his defense, like not only, okay, they, they lost their mother. He lost the mother of his children and his wife and potentially his best friend. And he could be having a hard time too. And I think sort of what I gather from it is that he's become so focused on work as a way to maybe cope with it. And so one of the things, and I don't mean to bring it up again, it's just because it's the last thing I watched, but on the show with the unicorn, he has friends that are, are, you know, helping with the kids and doing other things. And he doesn't really seem to have anyone in his corner. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like having a nanny like her, um, he starts to have someone in his corner corner and i think that's when he starts to realize that he is making mistakes but i think it's also important to note that he is someone who's also grieving and i mean yeah we want to be like hey eyes up buddy (laughs) there's there's lights everywhere (laughs) and when you come in and they're all like waiting like looking at you waiting for your reaction you probably miss something yeah yeah no it's 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 that's a very very good point and he does seem like such a sweet dad and i think that's maybe part of the reason why the workaholic trope works in this case is because there's there's never a sense that he is a bad man of business 
no ever like he is just there's just something immediately likable about him there's just me yeah. like you kind of want to give him a hug and be like i'll be okay yep. so sorry. <laughs> uh, and i i did like the line i think it was her sister maybe or she was talking to when she says uh or maybe she's talking to him i can't remember but she says oh no she was talking to him about his yeah. whether it was this was a date or not <laughs> and she says i just have to make it no she says I've had the, she says, I've had the Italian restaurant date. It usually starts with antipasta and then ends with me anti-everything. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, she was really funny. That's one of the other things yeah. I, I really like. She was really funny. She seemed very authentic as a person, very warm and things like that. And so, um, yeah, I thought she was hilarious. And it's like, but it was never really a date because there was someone else that right. he was working with and so but it also i realized we're in a movie so it's like TikTok. but she had been a nanny for like a week before it was all sudden like are we dating <laughs> that's fair that's fair i mean but, in movie time we gotta yeah. move it along but i, I was mean like, <laughs> romeo and juliet it only took like a day so um, that's true <laughs> Excuse me. But I didn't feel like it was love at first sight. So I was like, mm. That's true. And but I did love when. Job through November. <laughs> you know, when, when Zoe asks her about love, I think her response was so cute. She says, I think you know you're in love when you see something really beautiful. And your first thought is, I want to see, I want them to see it too. Mm. Or they make you laugh. Or you, or you love what they love because they love it. Yeah, because so yeah, it could be something that you totally hate, but you're like, oh, my God, I love that. My partner <laughs> loves that. Yeah, that's right. But I love that idea that the first yeah. person that you want to tell uh, about something that's great that's happened to you or you see something beautiful and you want to share it. Could even be a funny meme. You're like, all right, I got to send this to you. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys are ever doing a wedding toast, I think this would be a beautiful wedding toast. You know, you're in love love when you see something really beautiful and your first thought is I want them to see it too. So thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That was written. And, uh, and also I, I liked when he says, I'll try my best to be there at the Halloween thing. And, uh, and he says, he says, yeah, I'll try my best. And she says, when you say I'll try my best, does it really mean no? I think that's so true. (laughs) It's like the Jack Johnson song. (laughs) We say so many things that mean no without actually saying no. Mm -hmm. So just like the Jack Johnson song, and it seems to me that maybe pretty much always means no. <laughs> <laughs> or the, we'll see. No. When my parents said that, that was like, we're seeing nothing. Nope, that's a, that's a no. But they are really good in this movie about little flirting from the very beginning that I think helps so much with the chemistry that you're writing <laughs> like for these she people. she came again in the house, and she's like... <laughs> waving at him but like he has uh she has flour in her hair and he kind of like removes the flour and just like there's like little moments where they touch or little moments where they're kind of looking at each other that i think really help to kind of build the chemistry and make you really like these people and really want them to get together yeah and it never felt forced because that's sometimes where i'm like well yuck right like oh did you have to do that i guess it was a little (laughs) But, but like everything felt natural. Like they did yeah. feel like two people who should be together. And I was like, why are you even chatting with this other lady? I was mm-hmm. like, mm, no. Yeah. And, and Not on board. Zoe, I think it was the one that says that says to her, says he loves work more than us. Ooh, and, ouch. <laughs> and that does go all the way back to Mary Poppins. Those little kids yeah. with that letter. Um, and uh yeah it is interesting thing though because in life we spend so much time with work Mm -hmm. no matter what your job is Mm -hmm. and uh, you know you'll spend seven eight hours a day depending on the job maybe more at work and then and then maybe you see your kids for 
three or four hours, depending on when they go to bed. And that's supposed to be the priority. And I have to say, you, my dad work, did work from home, but he was excellent at this. Yeah. <laughs> I never felt like we weren't the priority and yeah. that that, and I know he was under a ton of pressure because was, as this uh, was running a small business, yeah. he was working, you know, 80, 80, 90 hours a week sometimes, especially when my mom was in, she had to go into full bed rest for pregnancies. Oh, wow. Incredibly stressful. And he had to do everything and all of that stuff, especially when I was a teenager, of course, I didn't recognize it as an outstanding. Yeah. It was just like, well, that's dad being dad. That's his job. And, yeah. <laughs> but now looking back on it, I mean, I almost never felt that all well up on him. I never, he never like seemed to lose it. Yeah. Certainly around us. And, yeah. and I don't know, I give my Go dad, I know <laughs> I give him all the credit in the world because yeah. uh, he was so good at separating work. And it's yeah. even harder for him because he, uh, oh, it, when you're in the home, you have to like yeah, separate working, <laughs> working from home. And also, I also, he also worked in a family business for part of his job. And so it's even harder, you know, to kind of keep it separate. And I don't know. I just think that was outstanding that he did. Uh, But it is very difficult. Uh, Even as a single person, I mean, my life, I, I, I can't even count the number of hours because I have my regular job and then I have my podcast job. And, yeah. uh, so I, I, there's nothing, I mean, I don't know, trying to, trying to give priority to some other things yeah. is very difficult for me right now. Yeah. Uh, so I think about, man, if I had kids, yeah, I mean, I, I just couldn't do what I do. There's no I way. I think about that a lot. Like I think about sometimes where I'm like, I don't think I can get everything done. Cause like Rachel, I have a, a regular job. I have two podcasts. And I have a high service, like a high intensive service role on campus in addition to being a professor. And I have two cats and a dog. And I say that because I can see my cat out of the corner of my eye trying to jump on the table. So at some point we might get some cat action. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think about that a lot because it's like all the things going on, like I can't imagine adding in kids to that. And I just think about all the things that people do and being sure people have their lunches and they have this field trip form signed and this cupcakes are made for yeah. this thing and that thing. I mean, and that's just up- like elementary school. I mean, you're not even yeah. getting into like travel for team sports and other things of that nature. And then you deal with bullying and other, like, I'm just yeah. like, whoa, it's a lot. And like thinking back on my childhood, I don't think, <laughs> we always joke because there was, my mom never missed anything. But she missed one thing, and my brother noticed. And mom didn't show up. She's like, that dang kid, I was there for everything. (laughs) Like the one time. My dad was probably at things less, but he was in business for himself like your dad. And he was in a high-pressure job. He was a lawyer. And so I know there were a lot of times that he wasn't at home. But we created time together as a family. And so one of the Mm -hmm. things that we did as a family would go see movies on Saturday Mm -hmm. afternoons. And so he would go to work in the morning, we would go to a movie and then he might go work and then come back later. And so that was probably for a few years, but I always feel like when it mattered, he was there. And I think Mm -hmm. there's only like a handful of times when it was like, you know, when he wasn't. And I think, I think that, most people realize, you know, kids realize at a certain age, like they didn't realize, like my brother was like, and mom's not here. <laughs> you know, sometimes they notice and then other times it's like, no, I know he can't be here. I know he would be here if he could, but he never missed prom, graduations, honor society. I don't think I was yeah. in honor society. <laughs> <laughs> well, my parents. Wanted- Whatever I was in, in cheerleading. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I was in honors. <laughs> I'm just but. rewriting my, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. My parents weren't the best about coming to activities, but yeah. granted I was not the most welcoming when it came to like, I stay away from me, mom and dad. You're, you know, you're, <laughs> mom, you're ruining I, my life. Yeah. <laughs> I was a teenager. Uh, but, uh, but in other ways, like, cause you, you, you can't do everything. You can't. And my mom had a baby when I was a freshman in high school. And so she had to be on full bed rest. Plus yeah. they had a four-year-old or seven-year-old. I can't remember how old. They had a young <laughs> They had a young child and they had a baby. Yeah. And you can't, 
do everything with teenagers that you're going to yeah. be able to do. And, and, and in a way, I think that was actually, it all worked out for the best yeah. because I was able to become very, very independent. Mm-hmm. Like I give myself a major pat on the back because we had this thing at, we have this thing at church called early morning seminary, mm-hmm. which is every morning at like six or six thirty. I can't remember, but I, I got myself up and mm-hmm. out to seminary <laughs> pretty much every morning. And I graduated and everything like that. And, and I was just a very like independent. I wanted to do yeah. things my own way. So it was actually for the best. Yeah. But I don't know. I was just, I, I never felt like work piled up on my dad. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe he wasn't at all the events and activities and stuff like that. Cause that's just not who he is as a person. It's not what you want. But- apparently either you're like, go away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I, as a, especially running my own sort of small business with this podcast, yeah. I just really am impressed by how, how he's always been able to kind of not bring that over to yeah. home life. And anyway, that's a long time I mean, about, but, but I, th- I think there's a, an important point here though, that, uh, that goes back to the movie and, and why we were talking about that. And then of course we we're talking about our dads who it sounds like we appreciate. <laughs> so it's like, we can, we can talk about dads all day long, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, or at least our dads. Right. And so, but I think there's an important point and I think this movie is a good reminder and it doesn't matter what path you're on in life or where you're at in your journey. If you're, young and you're like, I'm not even thinking about marriage or I'm not thinking about kids or you, you're just having kids or you've had kids. It doesn't matter. One of the things is that the majority of our life is spent in the workplace. Yeah. So it's, exactly right. it, it's something I, I talk to students a lot about because sometimes it's like, you don't, you know, they say it won't be a job. You won't work a day in, a, in your life if you, if you love the job you have, something like that. No, even when you love your job, you work. Okay? <laughs> yeah, you do. And, and, you know, we change our careers now more often than we did like previous generations. And it is really important not only to select a career, if you have that luxury that you enjoy and is fulfilling and that sort of thing, but really taking into account what the boundaries are for hours, because Mm -hmm. I, you know, I went to this um, uh, conference one time and someone was talking about work-life balance and they talked about how they didn't like to call it that because there was, it was never going to be balanced. And so it's talking about like work-life management. And so there are going to be some days, maybe dad does have to be away because he has this meeting, but I'm like, you're the company you tell them when the meeting is or like just move it two hours ahead. So it doesn't conflict with the one day of the year kids are freaking excited about besides their birthdays, <laughs> like that and Christmas, yeah. you know, it's like, come on, you're not going to have a meeting on Christmas. You shouldn't have a, a meeting on Halloween when kids have yeah. to and, have stuff going on. And the kids, they have this little evaluation period <laughs> thing with him. They do a little, and it was so cute. And oh I thought God, they did such a good job debaters. with it. Oh my God. They're going to be professional. <laughs> gonna be because wonderful. it was so loving, I thought. And so I, I, I thought it was really cute. And, uh, and he, they say to him, when we, when should we be first? And they say, in sum- summation, you should probably make more of an effort in the dad department. They make him sit down in, like, the little kid's chair. They don't even have an adult chair for him. They got note cards. I was, like, as a public speaking, like, one of the things I teach, I don't teach it all the time, but I, my department house is public speaking. Uh-huh. So, you know, the communicator and be like, oh, they practice. They have <laughs> notes. They, they were dressed for it. They made him sit down. I was like, oh, he I doesn't mean, It really does feel <laughs> like the little kids in, uh, in, uh, in Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, it was so cute. I was, I was cracking up because I was like, you let them know. And I think that it was really cool because it encourages parents and children having conversation, not just something where it goes from parents to children and that's that. Like, you know, that children, especially when they're going through grief and, and trauma and other things like that, need people to talk to. And until they had a nanny, they liked, they didn't have anyone mm-hmm. in their corner either, you know? And so I think that encouraging them to use their voices is really important because they're saying, dad, we're going through a hard time. You know what we need? We need you and we mm-hmm. want you and we know you're there. You're just gonna have to work better at it. Yeah. Buddy. It, was, it was good. And she says after she says, I think I'm good at this. 
temporarily. <laughs> so she's finally found something that she feels. But she's uh, still not willing to commit. I know. Being but, a nanny. But at least it's the first time she's felt like she was good at something that that's she true. wasn't just a total screw up. So that's, it's progress. That I mean, is very ego, like an <laughs> ego boost. Like, you know, and not even that it's, we all have moments where we feel proud of ourselves and I don't think that's something like cocky or arrogant. I think we all need to have those things that we know that we accomplished something good. Yeah. And, you well, know, I think one of the reasons why she maybe hasn't been able to commit is because she's never felt proud or like she did yeah. a good job at yoga. Especially. <laughs> well, I think we also need to be sort of aware of our strengths. That's a healthy thing. I, in yes. fact, I was doing an interview today. And uh, we were t- again. I was saying, oh, I'm so bad at crafts. Like I am the worst at any kind of knitting or yeah. anything like that. I do not have patience. It's too, uh, yeah, too <laughs> much with my hands. I don't know. It's, I'm not good at it. And uh, <laughs> and so, so the person I was talking to, uh, he said, Well, what what are you really good at? What would you say you're really good at? And I was like, Hmm. I think I'm really good at podcasting. No, but uh, no, what I said, I, I do. I think I'm good at podcasting and I think I am a pretty darn good writer. Yeah, I I get it. <laughs> so, but I it did. It kind of felt good to be able to, yeah. to say, like some of you might think that's bragging, but I, I think it's good to be aware kind of of what we're, what we're, we're good at and what, uh, what makes us happy. So it's, yeah. she's just starting to realize this and, yeah. So then we have him going to the pumpkin patch with the kids. So that's a step in the right direction. All right. And we also found out that they Googled each other, which was cute. I thought. <laughs> the two of them. You, know, you know, we've moved into the to new technology. When we <laughs> have you. I think they call that like, you know, sometimes it'd be like if you look up someone's Facebook. I don't like the terminology of people call it like Facebook stalking or yeah, like, yeah. uh, I'll we'll do it. Don't work. lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We could come up with a better name for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so I thought that banter was really cute between them. They can't lift the pumpkin together. It's too heavy. That was one big <laughs> pumpkin. It's it really like Target was. team lift over here. <laughs> and then he goes on this date with Abigail. This is the Italian restaurant date. And, and then works, so, they work together too. Yeah. Yeah. But Zoe says to, says, you should marry our dad. <laughs> and, uh, and then they have sort of this, this uh, friends hug. <laughs> they say, oh, it's just a friends hug. And uh, this is, uh, someone, and so someone would think we are an old married couple that met on a blind date. And they kinda did. So, yeah, they kind of did. <laughs> I mean, he's on the phone and when she shows up, he she's trying to get his attention even though he's on the phone which it might be like wait a minute or ring the doorbell <laughs> or something but she like goes over there is waving at each window and then she falls and so it's like that's the first meeting and it i think they seem to like each other from the very beginning yeah when they have that little dance together oh, that was really good oh, and no. i do believe sometimes you just know sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i know my uh, my uncle uh, and aunt told have told me their story many times, and that literally the when she, and they they do the story so funny. Oh yeah, because they can. She's, and he says when she walked into the room the first time he saw her, it was like oh, oh. <laughs> that was it. He knew, and and that that's it. And sometimes that happens. I wonder uh, if we ever walked it. in the room and someone thought that, but was too <laughs> chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I love that dancing scene. It's so cute, yeah. and yeah. and I love her making the. She does the kind more the kind of costumes more more than I do, where it's more of sort of assembly. Yeah, I mean I think there's a little bit of sewing involved, yeah. which I don't do. I don't sew. Yeah, but, uh, but but I'm more about sort of assembling pieces together. Yeah, and it seems like that's kind of more her style of making. Yeah, right now I got a headband but i have made some stuff in the past um i made as the wicked witch of the east and that's the one that's underneath the house so i wore a black dress the tights and red shoes but i made this whole thing where it looked like the house was on my head so i was pretty proud of that <laughs> yeah it looks but yeah good. she makes cool costumes like yeah, of does. course she she's a mermaid and then um oh what was the daughter what was zoe Mm. was she like 
a pop singer or something like that. Uh, I just wrote down what Zach was. I forgot to write down what she was. It was uh, cool, whatever. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. either. But so then he's he a was, spider, which is perfect. And, and then, of course, dad was a knight. Yeah, knight in shining armor, which was so cute. Yeah. And I did love when Abigail and Poppy are talking, because we haven't really talked about Abigail, but I love uh, when she says, kids are like CEOs, but shorter and smarter. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Accurate. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, but how did you feel like the movie treated Abigail? Because sometimes the other woman can be kind of an ice queen, terrible. Yeah. How did you feel like they did? I just I didn't there? feel like they were right for each other. I, I mean, it makes sense because they work together. So I think that's where similarity. I mean, when you spend that much time at work, it's no surprise that people would be interested with other people that they work with or that relationships would blossom out of the workplace because you spend the majority of time there, right? Yeah. So sometimes people don't have time to date um, and they start relationships in their office. So like that makes sense. And I think that they have that work minded. That's a similar idea, but I don't think she was ready for kids. I don't think she had as much interest in that. Um, I think that she was just more interested in him in terms of, like he's an attractive, smart, funny guy. Right. And so, yeah, I, but I don't think-, think she was ready for the complete life of it all yeah. and then like the complete picture but also i just thought um the nanny was um obviously <laughs> well and but I, I felt like they did a good job of not demonizing her or making her to an ice queen of business I mean, yeah it, the, the only way to do that to make it work is if you go the path of like the parent trap vicky <laughs> slash meredith and you make it really funny yeah. then i can handle all of that because it's hilarious. <laughs> Can we just time out for just a second? And Meredith from is that the name of yeah. her from the most recent one? So Dennis Quaid just got yeah. engaged to get the woman and she tweeted, Watch out for those twins. <laughs> yeah, classic. that was really funny. A paratribe's a classic. So but I But it's know so funny and so it makes it work. Trope. Yeah, I don't know if I'd get mad at that trope, but I think like it could have gone that route. I think it was starting to go there, but I think she even starts to go- discover that she's not right for this mm-hmm. relationship yeah. either. And right? so I thought they actually treated like her pretty well. Like she's not that catty. She's not rude. Like she's just, you know, she's just a businesswoman that takes her. And, and the fact that he still is going to be working with her. And yeah. I don't know. I thought they did a good job of her character. Well, and, what yeah. was the movie that I really liked? This is the thing. I get bad with names. Um, <laughs> okay. With Je- Jesse Metcalf. The yeah, friend. Country Wedding. Country Wedding. Yeah. Okay, they did that girl dirty. In yeah, that's true. Catherine. Woman. Yeah, Catherine. Yeah, that's a good example. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, as I said, I was... I grew up Lifetime, and so yeah. <laughs> all of the Hallmark movies I've watched essentially have been with or for Rachel. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's okay. But uh, so then Ryan and Abigail end up kissing, and Poppy sees it and kind of freaks out. Yeah. And uh, so that's a problem. And <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so she tells the kids that Abigail's here and I, or she, maybe she says, I can't remember who she says, but that, that Abigail's here. I'm in the way. And then she talks to, she talks to him and uh, he, he says, if you want to leave, just leave now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that, that's kind of rough. I mean, I feel like anybody would say, you need to at least say goodbye to the kids. Like that doesn't. Yeah, that was really like rough. Is he a dad? Because like, <laughs> are you a parent? Because like, yeah, there should be an opportunity to say goodbye to the kids, especially yeah. since they've had such a good relationship. And so then they are going to think that they've done something wrong, or right. that they, that she doesn't like them. Um, even if the dad reassures them that that's not the case, I think you know as long as it's a good relationship between the nanny and the kids, there should be a chance to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she tells her sister, there's no kisses with friends. And she's <laughs> like, that's not an app. <laughs> so food with friends. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and then they say, dad will always be too busy for us. So we just have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I know you guys miss Poppy. I miss her too. Mm-hmm. And so it's getting very sad. <laughs> 
Like, come on, dad, get it together. Yeah. And so Abigail tells him, well, it's just one night. The kids are going to benefit from your success. And, uh, and then he says, it wouldn't be so hard if I knew Poppy was with them. Mm-hmm. That's when Abigail starts to realize, like, wait a minute here. Yeah. She yeah. knows, like, this isn't going to work for them. Yeah. And so she tells him, I'm going to take the job offer in Japan. And then you'll also have Poppy saying, oh, I'm just going to give out the candy. She says, no child be left on candy, which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> And, so and then she also mistakes two of the kids at the door for being Zoe and Zach. And just, you know, just, she's, she's really struggling here. And then she tells them, <laughs> their dad is the best guy I've met, kind and funny and totally for me. And she has this realization, mm-hmm. he's for me. And, <laughs> and it so this like is... Nothing has been for her yet yeah. in life. That nothing has been for her. And so yeah. now... And so the assistant is at home. His assistant is there trying to get them ready and she's struggling or whatever. And uh, <laughs> he is he goes up, he gives the presentation. Like I said, this is usually a scene I hate uh, where they're like mid presentation. It's like, I got to be home right now. She's like, finish the presentation. It'll be like another 10 minutes. Like what? But they do it pretty well here. It's pretty cute. And he turns the time over to Abigail and, and she's of course can do just as good a job as he can. And so he heads home and she's made this Poppy's made this uh, mermaid costume. And uh, she's so super cute. She's adorable. And then he makes his uh, Night and Shining armor costume and knock, knock, knock on the door. And there she is. And I thought the ending is so cute. <laughs> it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. It was really good. And this is how, how does permanently yours sound? It was so cute. I love <laughs> that. <laughs> the thing, I just think that overall, like, the writing was really good. Who, yeah. What did who did you say her name was? Her name Mackenzie. is Mackenzie Austin. Is her name? Yeah, I thought she did a really good job. Or he, she, he, she. I don't know. I, I believe. Yeah, Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way to go, Mackenzie. Um, I, I just think, I just think that it was like not, again, like it's not forced. It was cute. It was well delivery, but also well written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is directed by a woman, which is interesting, too, when you think about it uh, in a lot of ways. And I, I just think it's it's a really well done Hallmark movie. If you wanted, if you wanted somebody, if you want to direct men, recommend to somebody a like really kind of traditional Hallmark movie that has kind of all the tropes, other things like that, but is really good, <laughs> then I think this would be a really good traditional hallmark movie plus it is kind of unique in the sense that that you know it is got all those halloween trappings which as we saw this year mm-hmm. they only had two fall harvest movies and one of them was like not really a fall harvest movie so they really only had one and so yeah <laughs> it, it this is fun to have a true halloween movie from hallmark mm-hmm. and i just love ashley in this role and i love sam in his role and they had such great chemistry. And like I said, they did such a good job of like just bringing little moments where they sort of touched, whether it's dancing or him picking flower out of her hair. And I think that all just added together to really create a satisfying ending and real chemistry. Mm -hmm. And you just wanted these two people to be happy and fall in love. And so that's, uh, they did a really good job. with what they were trying to do and it wasn't just the two of them being together here you have a family together you have the his kids and and i think that it genuinely feels like a family to that you can root for you know like that i would want to see them together and see what they're going to do for halloween next year so maybe there should be another one even though it came out in 2015 time (laughs) for a sequel yeah i think so i think i could see another sequel of course the kids will be way old maybe by this point they would have had their own kids so they'll be batch number two (laughs) to try with i don't know (laughs) but they're still um, tweens slash teenagers it could be fun So great. Well, yeah. So we are kind of taking a break from on friendship for November and December because we will be covering 
you know, just so many Christmas movies. <laughs> There's really not any podcasting time. But Elisa will be joining <laughs> us to cover yes. uh, one week of those Christmas movies. So we'll Let's hopefully go. find another cookie crawl. <laughs> oh my god is that you still your favorite yes and i want cookies now um <laughs> I want, can i eat cookies while the podcast is that frowned upon <laughs> no oh my god you just saying cookie crawl you just got me excited <laughs> there are 180 so thousand cookies or whatever you made Oh my god. So okay. yeah, so we will be back together, but we'll do on French Begin in January. So that'll be really fun. If you have any suggestions uh for future episodes uh, that would be fun, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter and we would love to talk about it. If you love this movie like we do, then let us know and uh and what things you love about it. We'd love to talk about it. So uh, what did you did you rate it? What's your rating of it? Where does oh, this my. stand among all the other Hallmarky <laughs> movies or Hallmark well, movies I don't that have you've a, covered? Well, the ones that we've covered, I would probably yeah. put it. Mm, I think Country Wedding is still my favorite, uh, even though I like yes. the leads better in this. Then, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I still love the. I, I think Country Wedding is still my favorite, and then I would say that maybe Christmas Choir slash this are about the same for me. Both really good, in my opinion. Um, Do you see my face? I'm like, excuse? Yeah, Christmas Choir was good, but I think this is number two. Number two, yeah. Yeah, this is really good. Though this, number two, and then Christmas Choir, which I think is really strong. And yes, um, then, that's an interesting question, the ranking. What else do we talk about? What about that, um, that, maybe, that strange Bly Danner movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was definitely at the bottom. Uh, and then Christmas Choir, and then love maybe Love at the Christmas Table. Yeah, yeah. And then and then the Bly Danner movie. <laughs> Bly Danner movie. <laughs> I love her though; she's amazing. Yeah, uh, they that tried was that movie. hard. It was a fun one. Just, I had a great time doing the podcast about it. Was it though, fun so. about, oh, and then we also had the flight movie. I don't remember what oh, it was yeah. called. Oh, yeah, Takes Flight. That was a good one, too. I would probably flight. still... I'm not very good with titles. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know that one with planes? I'm like someone's grandma explaining movies yeah. to people. And this well, one we... had a table. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a ton... we've had a ton of fun doing this, and we look yes. forward to doing it again at the beginning of the year. That'll be January. will be my birthday month, so well, it'll be, that'll be fun. So and... you get to choose? Yeah. <laughs> So I'll come up with something that's more, this just seemed too perfect that, that it would be really fun to talk about. So we'll come up with something that's a little more friendship based in, uh, in January. Yes. And, but let us know if you have any thoughts and uh, we would love to hear that. And so Lisa, where can people find you and your podcast and everything? Yep. I have best forever's podcast, um, which is a podcast for kindred spirits. It's all about friendship and it's best forever's pod on all the social media sites. And it's on all your favorite podcatchers and i'm dr Elisa lucas on twitter great and you can follow me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes so make sure to check that out and uh, and make sure you're following the podcast at homework pod and homework podcast all of our social media and if you're listening on itunes please give us your ratings and reviews we really appreciate that and if you're listening on youtube please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we really appreciate that too. And if you would consider becoming a patron of the channel, that's the best way to become our friend. <laughs> and we have uh, we have our Facebook group, which is really fun. And then we also have giveaways and other exclusive content that's available for as little as $2 a month. So really good deal. And it's a really fun community to be a part of. So check that out. And uh, thanks you guys so much. And we'll be ready moving on to Christmas. I think this is the last non-Christmas podcast we'll do all year. So thanks so much. I can't wait for cookies. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel.